0: When we're looking at perimenopause, postmenopause, it doesn't really matter what stage we're at or even if we're cycling. The key thing is we want to focus on the health of that microbiome because we want to be detoxifying everything really effectively you're listening to the high performance health podcast helping you optimize your health performance and longevity my name is angela foster and i'm a former corporate lawyer turned high performance health coach each week i bring you cutting-edge biohacks inspiring insights and high performance habits to unlock optimal health performance and longevity so excited that you've chosen to join me today now let's dive in Hi friends, in this week's Bite Size episode, I am sharing a short clip from a recent live training that I did on nutrition for happy hormones. You're going to be hearing about nutritional considerations for balancing your hormones, for helping to detoxify estrogen effectively, considerations for pre and post-menopause, and also for cycling women. And I also talk about a very important aspect of the microbiome known as the estrobolome, which you may not yet have heard of. And it has an influence on the way estrogen is regulated within the body. So enjoy this clip. If you'd like to listen to the full live uh, training replay, you can do so in my Facebook community. It's a completely free community to join. Um, and it's called High Performance Health. You can head over to AngelaFoster.me forward slash HPH. That's AngelaFoster.me forward slash HPH to become a member of the community. I'd love to see you in there. I love connecting with members and listeners of this podcast. But for now, enjoy the short clip from the training. The way we store fat changes as our hormones change. And so traditionally women will store um, body fat more around their hip and their upper thigh area. And then as they move through perimenopause and get closer to menopause, the distribution changes, and you become it becomes more like men distribute fat. So they tend to start to store more around the abdominal area. Um, and obviously, that's that's more risky because if you've got visceral fat. Um, that's kind of in and around the organs, but that's the reason it's happening. So when we look at kind of studies and we see, do women really gain weight during perimenopause? They may do and some women will gain some depending on how kind of dialled in their nutrition is and their movement and their sleep and their stress, right? All of these things make an impact in in addition to hormones. But the other um, thing that's maybe more prevalent is the distribution of that body fat is changing. So how do you combat that? It's gonna be through the right nutrition and the right exercise and managing the sleep and the stress. So taking hormones, um, so taking uh, like hormone therapy in terms of oestrogen and progesterone is super helpful for bone density. Um, It's really helpful for helping with things like brain fog, but it's not like a magic elixir. You still need to get dialed in the sleep, the stress, the metabolism, the controlling the blood sugar, lowering the inflammation, um, exercising in the right way, and having the right nutrition, if that makes sense. So all of the pillars that we talk about here and in my programs, those are things that are gonna help you effectively reduce that. Um, So we can talk more about that as we go through today's live. So while you're putting those in the chat, one thing to explain, who here has heard of, have you heard of the estrobolome um, or the estrobolome? Has anyone heard of that? Let me know in the chat, give me a yes if you've heard of the estrobolome. Okay, Stephanie, you have, Uh, I don't know if anyone else has. Okay, so let me explain, so your microbiome um, so obviously we have the microbiome contained within our gut. It's a mixture of healthy and uh, less healthy gut bacteria. And obviously the, the makeup of that microbiome is changing all of the time and it varies from person to person. But there is um, a specific group of bacteria that can cause uh, or that release something called beta-glucuronidase. And those this is necessary in part for carbohydrate metabolism. So it's like it's not like we don't want this to happen. But the um if beta I can't my words out today, if beta is too high, what happens is when your liver has detoxified any kind of excess estrogen and it's packaged it up for excretion by the gut, these um, bacteria can open up that envelope. And then what happens is you get this estrogen recirculating into the system. Now that regulation that occurs can lead to symptoms of oestrogen dominance. It can also be if it's repackaged oestrogen that we we don't want to be unbound because actually it had been bound up ready for excretion. Um, It can cause potential problems. Um, So it's a very delicate balance in terms of how much uh, oestrogen is regulated within the body and the kind of sensitivity if you like of those bacteria. So we want to optimize for good gut health. It's a really, really key part. And some of the evidence that um, we see is that as we move through perimenopause and estrogen levels are dropping, we tend to see a change in microbiome as well. And that's kind of very new research that's coming out. So you want to really um, help support your microbiome. The only way of really testing that beta glucuronidase activity is to have a look at a gut test uh, and you can see what's going on there and if beta-glucuronidase was high um, then we would use something like calcium deglucurate, for example that can regulate and you may well have heard of that supplement. Um, With oestrogen in the body, we can get oestrogen dominance from this for example if there's too much being packaged and re-released. We can have high oestrogen levels for example testosterone can, can be converted into estrogen through a pathway known as aromatase. Or we can have estrogen dominance because we don't have enough progesterone. And this is a really common one in perimenopause because what happens during perimenopause is we start to have cycles that are anovulatory. So that means we might still have a period but we didn't ovulate that month. And if we didn't ovulate, then we're relying on our adrenals for progesterone production. Because generally progesterone is um, produced if you think about so let me track back a little bit how is progesterone produced. Progesterone is produced from the corpus luteum that's left behind. So at the beginning of the month after we finished our menstrual bleed what happens is estrogen starts to rise and then we develop um, ripening follicles right ready for ovulation. Now the One of those, generally, you just release one egg. Sometimes, obviously, people release more, but generally it's one. So that follicle, um, when the egg is released, what's left behind is a temporary gland called the corpus luteum. And that corpus luteum produces progesterone. And if you were to fall pregnant, that would produce produce progesterone right up until... Um, kind of uh, like 12, 13 weeks into that pregnancy when the um, placenta then takes over with progesterone production, but it takes like that long to build the placenta. If you haven't um, fallen pregnant, that's why we see after day 21 on your kind of classic 28 day cycle, that um, progesterone starts to go down, right? So that's where we, when we're checking things, we see the peak. So now, if you're in perimenopause and you're not ovulating every single month, you're producing less progesterone, this can make you more prone to things like anxiety, but by default, it can lead to symptoms of oestrogen dominance. And that's one of the early symptoms of um, perimenopause. Things like MACA can really help in terms of helping with progesterone, but so is modifying, um, moderating stress. That's also something that's really important um, to think about because if the adrenals are pumping out loads of cortisol, there's gonna be less progesterone being produced and we want to have really good adrenal function during that period. Um, so then um, what we look at is uh, oestrogen then during perimenopause as well starts to go on a bit of a roller coaster in the later stages. So this is when you can get fluctuating levels of oestrogen. So sometimes you've got really high oestrogen, then you've got low oestrogen. And you may have oestrogen dominance, obviously if you're not ovulating by default because you don't have enough progesterone, it needs to balance it out. I said um, maca Jamini. So, in terms of like natural ways, if you're in the early stage of perimenopause, maca is something, unless you have kind of thyroid issues, maca, which you can sprinkle. It's quite nutty in flavour that you can sprinkle into smoothies and things. Um, maca can help to support progesterone production. Managing stress is a really key thing to support progesterone production. It's why it's kind of a pillar in our biosyncing program that we really moderate heart rate variability. Um, and breathwork and things like that, because we need to really modify stress um, in order to enhance progesterone production. So that's really important alongside nutrition. Um, the other thing that is like, if you have symptoms of estrogen dominance, where you're getting like more kind of um, premenstrual symptoms, for example, um, you could be getting things like headaches in the lead up to menstruation. Um, you're getting low quality mood, for example, Um, you're feeling very bloated, all of those kind of symptoms. Um, And you want to kind of look after estrogen. What I would say to you is in terms of foods that can help you do this. I hope you enjoyed that clip. If you want to listen to the full replay of that live training, and also join me for future live trainings as I go live in my Facebook community every single week at midday UK time on a Monday, then you can head over to AngelaFoster.me forward slash HPH to join. It's completely free to join. I would love to see you in there. I absolutely love connecting with my listeners and you get to ask me questions uh, on all things to do with health, nutrition, fitness, stress, sleep, um, pretty much anything you would like. That's over at AngelaFoster.me forward slash HPH.